If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free and everyone loves free. Second, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which makes it very convenient. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Finally, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So take a moment to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, my name is Tanisha Nicole, and I love sitting with authors and discussing the backstory behind their books. I created Beyond the Bookshelf because I love having conversations with authors. After working with a few high-profile authors, I discovered that the backstory behind their books were just as powerful as the book itself. So I had an idea for a show, and I decided to call it Beyond the Bookshelf because sometimes when you see a book on the shelf, you look at the cover, you look at the title, but you don't always understand the story behind that book. So thank you for joining me on this journey with a few authors and a couple of backstories. I hope you enjoy. And if you love this show, please rate, review, and subscribe so you get brand new episodes delivered to you every Saturday morning. Hey guys, today I had an opportunity to sit with author Michelle Mitchell, and we discussed the backstory behind her book, Truth Is. Guys, I really fell in love with Truth Is, and I love the story. I also fell in love with a lot of the characters. There's one character in particular that I really liked above the rest, and I talked to author Michelle Mitchell about it in the episode. The other thing that we covered is the follow-up book to Truth Is, which is infamous, and it talks about one of the characters specifically, and it introduces a couple of new characters from Truth Is, and we talked about how author Michelle Mitchell, how, how long it took her to write Infamous and how long it took her to write Truth Is, and then also we talked about which one of her books out of the five that she's written is her favorite. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, author... Michelle Mitchell, thank you so much for coming on a brand new episode of Beyond the Bookshelf. I am so happy to have you here with me. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Brad. You're welcome. You're welcome. So I'm going to let you kick things off, and I want you to tell our listeners about your a little bit about your book, Truth Is, because guys, I finished reading Truth Is about an hour ago, and I want, before I get into what I thought about the book, I wanted to have uh, Michelle talk a little bit about the book first. So Michelle, can you go ahead and, and let us know a little bit about Truth Is and maybe talk to us about how you came up with the title of the book? Okay. Well, Truth Is, um, the best way I introduce the book to people is saying, you know, whenever you're dating and first meeting someone, you always meet the representative first. You know, they are only giving you the best part of themselves. So what happens when all those things that were left unsaid come to the forefront? So in the book, Ansley writes, just lost her job and she's thinking of all the things that she sacrificed for this job, the love of her life because she didn't want to relocate. And then she's taking a job um, that wasn't really her dream job and she's losing all of this. And in the midst of her trying to figure out what she's going to do next, she meets Davis Montclair, who is the dating antichrist. Everything that's bad about dating, this guy is it. And it's just about her trying to figure out her life, trying to figure out her relationship in the midst of this terrible guy. And then 
throw in the best friend who seems to be doing some things that are a little bit shady and you know how do you protect that strong friend who might be having their own demons that they're working through yeah the truth so, is um it's just you know what is the tr- the real truth behind someone and just like kind of Fantasia's song also you know truth is I should have never let you go like she has the love of her life that she let go and truth is she settled for this job when she you know could have really had everything she wanted had she just really reevaluated her life and how she wanted to proceed with her life goals and her love yeah so guys I uh actually read the book and I finished the book about an hour ago I think I'm echoing I don't hear an echo Okay. Um, I finished the I finished the book about an hour ago and I fell in love with these characters. So I'm not gonna give the book away, but I, I would like to see if we could talk a little bit about the characters and, and actually how you decided to make them who they are. And when I say that I mean like I'll take Ainsley. Mm-hmm. She was my favorite. And I could I could identify with her uh, part of her story. And then, uh, then she has this best friend Simeon. named Simone. Is that right? Simeon. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. And then, and then they have another friend named Lene. Lene. And these friends are together. And you know, uh, Ansley and Simeon are best friends, and Ansley and Lene are longer friends. Is that right? Yeah, Ansley and Lene have been friends forever. Simeon, like you said, is a newer friend. And, you know, Ansley's the one in the middle. You know how you take your two outside friends and try to make a little click and see how mm-hmm. it works. <laughs> so yeah. that's kind of yeah. that relationship. And I really liked Ansley and, and her story. And then Simeon, I was trying to figure out what was going on with her. And I'm not going to give, I'm not going to give the book away and, and all the nuances of the characters and the storylines, all the storylines that they go through. But I wanted to ask you, how did you, how did you end up determining how to develop those characters? Like, are the, are your characters based off of people that you know, or people that you've interacted with, or did you actually just make them up and they just, did they, did they just come to you in a particular way and you just started to write them out that way? What was your process with that? Well, with, um, with the book, one of the things that inspired me to write the book, there used to be a website called don'tdatehimgirl.com. And I mentioned it in the book. That's a real website? It was a real, it's not anymore, <laughs> but it was a real website. And I didn't know that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and it's so funny because when I tell people about it, they're like, that was a website. And it really was. I was um, in the car listening to the radio and the woman that was over the site at the time came on, talked about it. And it's a website that all these women that have been scorned by men, you know, are on there posting pictures and posting their stories about the guys they dated. And so clearly I'm like, oh, well, I need to go look (laughs) and see if any of my exes are on there. And sure enough, um, two of my exes were actually on there. Um, One of which he um, suffered from bipolar disorder and he just acted strange our whole less than two month relationship <laughs> and he took me on a roller coaster ride and everything I found out about him on that site I experienced and I said wow I could have saved so much time <laughs> had I known about this site and then wow. fast forward same radio show they mentioned a woman in Oregon who won a one million dollar um, 
lawsuit against this man that she was dating who knowingly had um, a disease and gave it to her. And, um, you know, he just never told her about it. So it just started making me think about how people send in the representative and what happens when you really figure out who that person is. Like, how do you deal with all their demons and your own shortcomings? And like, how do you come out of that? Like, do you blame yourself? Do you, you know, chalk it up to know, you know, they really misled me. And it just really made me think about that. And I just, the more I thought about it, I was like, there's shows like Snap, <laughs> where all these people are, mm-hmm. you know, dating and in love with these people that end up just, for whatever reason, their dark side comes and takes over and makes them do things that to most people wouldn't make any sense. So what's the inspiration behind their dark side? What's their story? So with that, you know, I had the idea to write the story. And Ansley is a combination of myself, people I know from college and other girlfriends and just stories we've shared with each other about relationships, you know, our goals and ambitions for ourselves. She's that person. And then Simeon, I would say, is that that other side of all of us, you know, the, the side that might be strong on the exterior but is also dealing with other things and not always sure how to talk to their friends about what they're going through because they're kind of that strong friend. So what does that woman look like? And Lene, she's that middle ground. Like she's the one, the positive side of yourself that's always looking to take the high road, that's always trying to figure out, you know, how to just be happy. Like she's that middle, like she's kind of the goal. Like if you're that single friend, you have the friend that's married with kids and that's your goal, she's that friend. Okay. And that makes sense. And the reason, the only reason why I ask that is because, and I say this Mm -hmm. often, whenever I'm reading fiction books, I, I, I visualize what's happening in the book. So I kind of like, I read the book and I'm visualizing it actually playing itself out on screen as if I'm watching it on TV. So I have an idea of what the character looks like in, you know, as, as like, if you had to pick an act, an mm-hmm. actor or actress for that particular character, what she would look like and what the other person would look like and, and et cetera. And so as I saw this playing itself out visually, I kept looking at the dynamic between Ains- Ansley and uh, Simeon. And as I read books, I always try to figure out if I always try to see if I'll actually be able to figure mm-hmm. the direction the book is going to go in. And sometimes I can sometimes I can't. So with your book, I actually thought the direction the book was going to go in was going to, I thought it was going to be a little bit different than what ended up happening. And not in a bad way. It's just, I there, it took a couple of turns that I didn't really see coming. And I was like, oh my God, that really happened? Oh my yeah. God, she did that? Or oh my God, he did that? Like, oh wow. And And so when I was reading it, I really wanted to understand Simeon, I love I loved Ainsley's character, and then I was trying to get a better understanding of uh, of Simeon. Am I saying her name right? Simeon, and I was trying to understand why she wanted to still, after all that had been discovered and after all had been uh, revealed in the first part of the book, why she still wanted to, like, why this character Davis had her so enthralled and I I didn't understand that at first until I continued to read and and, and realize more about her as a person and then Mm -hmm. I thought about him Davis Davis as a character and so when I looked at him I was trying to figure out is Mm -hmm. is like 
he seems to be a representation of a lot of different things. And then there was a part of me that had a sense of empathy for him, although and I felt guilty for having it. But I had it because... <laughs> You're the first person because every time I say to somebody, "Do you feel bad for him a little bit?" Everybody's like, "No, I don't feel bad for and him." See, at all. I did. <laughs> I felt empathy for him, and let me tell you why. The reason I feel empathy for him is because I felt like he had tried, or he was trying to do the right things, and he kept getting caught up. Mm -hmm. Like as soon as it's, it's almost like mm -hmm. as soon as he was trying to make his way out of a particular situation, it would draw and suck him back in. And he seemed to be, on some instances, he seemed to be conflicted about some of the stuff that he was doing, but he still did it anyway because, you know, the ends justify the means. And so when I looked at yeah. his character, I kind of felt empathetic for him because on one hand, I could see that he actually wants to be a better version of himself. And he really saw mm -hmm. that he may be able to be a better version with a be a better version of himself with, you know, one of the characters. And again, I'm not going to give the story away, but he saw that in himself and then but he kept getting pulled back in to this life that he said that he really couldn't seem to escape so I did feel yeah. empathy for him because I felt that even with his backstory because I, I looked at the backstory of the characters as well and I'm always interested in that because sometimes people don't understand the version of a person you see you don't understand how they got to that point in their either in their life or within themselves. And sometimes if you have a better understanding of someone's backstory, it makes more sense. Some of their actions aren't justified. They just make more sense. Does that, yeah, does that make sense? it does. And I tried to do that because I wanted to see, I was wondering, would anybody empathize with his story? Because, you know, once you saw that dynamic with him and his mom and how she spoke to him, and then even with his cousin and and sometimes like I have family members, you know, where, you know, you, you get spoiled on a lot of things. And then when you're kind of tossed into the world and figuring out things on your own, sometimes you don't make the right choices because you're so used to that one family member always taking up for you and keeping you out of trouble. So when you do get into trouble, how do you know how to figure that out? And then when you try to lean on your parents, if you have a parent who isn't supportive and that's always bashing you and comparing you to your siblings, like that can be like a mental warfare on a person too. So I did add those things to his character because I just wanted to, <laughs> I was just wanting to see if anybody would be like, oh, okay. So maybe that's why he is the way he is. I feel sorry for him. But most people were like, okay, I see why he is the way he is, but I don't, <laughs> I don't feel sorry for him at all. Yeah, and I and I and I did, and I also ended up feeling sorry for Simeon. Yeah, when I when I finally figured out what was going on with her, and I wanted to ask you about that. What What was the reason that you decided to tackle that that particular part of her story? And I don't want to give it away, yeah. but I wanted to talk about the the bigger issue of it. And, and so, can we just say, can we just talk about the mental health yes, issue of it, of her character? What What made you decide to put to include that part of her story about on the website like when I was dating him he suffered from bipolar disorder and <laughs> he he wasn't taking his medication because he wanted to feel something when he was speaking to me and he would have his highs and his lows and just he um when he finally left me alone <laughs> He um, wrote me this long letter about growing up and living with his grandmother 
and, you know, his, you know, family kind of disowning him and, you know, not feeling wanted and just wanting a win. And the more I kept writing her character and her being kind of um, jealous and competitive with her friend, it just made me think back to him and him just wanting to win, you know, regardless of even though he knew there was nothing going on between us, he just had latched on to wanting to win and it went back to him growing up and feeling like no one wanted him and so it kind of made me think about that with her like maybe her motivation is she just wants to win she just wants to feel wanted and it's not that she hates her friend but it's just she just needed to have that win and she wanted to just feel loved and and feel and didn't want to be on that medication because it made her feel zombie-like and not like herself so she just got to the point where she lost control and allowed that loss of control because she just wanted to feel something. And I just thought that was important to touch on and tell her story because um, yeah. when I first wrote it, I didn't dig into um, the scene where she really had that breakdown and telling her story. It was after going through edits and talking to um, one of my mentors and they have a child that suffers from um, bipolar disorder and um she was like you know you should really touch on this more like like really dig into it and go there and um i I felt validated when she read it and said yeah i think you definitely you know hit the nail on the head because i didn't want to just say that this is what was going on with her and leave it there i thought it was important to really take readers through that emotional part with her to really see that breakdown and understand that she had just lost control and she just needed somebody to be there. Yeah. And I understand that. And one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about is, is the end. And I can't talk to you about it because for anybody that hasn't read the book, you know, I would, you, if I talk about it the way that I want to, I would get the, I would give the end away and I'm not going to do that. But I will say, I didn't see the end. I saw part of the end coming, but then there was a part of the end that I didn't see coming. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't expect Ainsley to kind of take, the stance that she did um, I'm proud that she did that I think that was ne- that's definitely needed for her and her character but I didn't expect so the book ended in a way with that particular part of the story it ended in a way that I didn't expect um, and did you always did you have well, as you were writing the book did you already have the ending in mind or did the ending come to you as you were writing well it? the prologue came to me early, which kind of led to the ending um, of how the book ended. Mm -hmm. I think that was because for some reason when I write, I end up knowing the ending a little bit more before I know the beginning and the middle. And after um, writing the prologue, I already kind of had in mind, this is going to happen, but what's going to lead all the characters to this point? And um, Without telling the story, just know that Simeon goes through a lot of things that end up with her having to have her day in court. <laughs> so, right. That's the best way to say right. it. But um, but yeah, I, I saw that happening, and then it was like, okay, so what what led everybody to this point, and what's the aftermath of this? How are they going to deal with it afterwards? So once I kind of had that ending, it helped me to say, okay now let's let's put the pieces of the story together yeah and i um 
I didn't expect Simeon to have her day in court. That was a part of the end that I that I was talking about. I didn't I didn't expect that to happen. I thought that you know after the thing had been you know revealed in the book and they were going through the process, I just yeah. expected it to kind of ride itself out. And then and then when it didn't, I was like, oh wow. And one of the things that I wanted to touch on a little bit is another character who didn't have as much in the book, but he was still pretty important. I would think his name is. Brian, is that right? Yeah. Brian, yeah. What made you decide to include him? And the reason why I say that is because I think that, you know, even if you didn't have him in the book, it would have worked fine. But I think having him in the book made Ainsley's character, I don't know, it made it made her, it, I'm not going to say it made her human, human. But it, it it gave her a sense, I think it gave her a sense of hope mm-hmm. that she wasn't, you know, all the stuff that she had been through and all the decisions that she had made and some mm-hmm. of the decisions she ended up questioning, you know, whether she did the right thing and she didn't think that maybe, yeah. you know, maybe she thought she, she would have made a different decision. And then it seems like, you know, with you bringing in his character, she got another chance. Yeah. And I think that's what I wanted. Because um, with her talking about, oh, I chose this job over... Um, the love of my life it kind of brought everything back full circle like the person that you left because you thought that they were trying to hinder your growth the person that you thought you know didn't understand your plight has been there all along and is you know ready with open arms to be there for you however you'll let them be there for you and I think that that says a lot especially with women in relationships if you've been hurt a lot it's hard to allow yourself to see the people that are genuine that really do want to be there for you and and love you and then if you've hurt that person on top of that it just doesn't make sense like I hurt you why do you still want to be here for me so I just thought it was important to bring him back because and and of course bring him back when she was feeling like she was at her darkest and lowest moment to bring back the person that's always just been waiting on you to say hey, you you can be here for me. I, I want you back in my life. So I just thought it was really important to bring him back and just to show, you know, like you said, not to give away the story, but anybody that's going through that, just to know that it doesn't, your life doesn't stop there when one trial comes into your life. Like that's not the end. Like there is still people that are out there that'll see you for your heart and who you are. And, and I thought that was important to put that in there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that you did. And one of the things that I wanted to circle back to with Simeon, because as you were talking about Ryan, it made me think about the relationship that Simeon had with her dad. And sometimes you don't understand how a parental dynamic or, you know, a a dynamic that a Mm -hmm. child has with a parent um, of the opposite sex affects the way that they date and affects the men or the women that they choose. So did you always include, did you always intend to include information about Simeon's dad as a part of her backstory? Well, as I started fleshing her out, it, it became apparent that that character wanted a voice because it seemed like Simeon's character became larger and larger with, with each chapter. So I was like, okay, I need to pick in here too. Why is she the way that she is? Why 
why is she wanting to date a man that so clearly has told her, I'm not that interested in you, but she's just still determined to make this man show her any little piece of attention. So it goes back to her father, you know, and her broken relationship with him and and it not being there. She just wants a man to love her. She's wanting somebody to fill that void that her father left. And unfortunately, she's doing it with someone who could care less about her feelings, her her health, yeah. anything. He's just there and, for himself. Um, and what that leads me get to my next question, which is the yeah. follow-up book to Truth Is. So guys, I haven't read the follow-up book to Truth Is because I actually just finished Truth Is mm-hmm. this morning before I got on this show with uh, Michelle. Um, but I did read a, a snippet not a snippet of the book, but just like the, um, about the book. And I realized it was focusing a little bit more on Simeon. So without giving the book away, and again, I haven't read it. Can you tell Mm us um, about the follow-up book to Truth Is? Okay, so the follow-up to Truth Is is called Infamous, and it's about Simeon and her life after. As I said, she got into some things and truth is that lead her to her day in court and infamous is following that because there are some people that aren't happy that she's living her life and they want to see her dead so it's what's their motivation behind trying to um kill her basically so she's starting her life over starting a new business um so there are some other people that are coming into her life and basically everyone's a suspect um so she's getting threats um, physical threats, psychological threats, and she's just trying to figure out who wants her dead. And also in the midst of all this, she's trying to repair her relationship with her father. Um, they are like well-known, you know, figures in Atlanta. So when she got in trouble, it looked badly on her whole family. So she's trying to rebuild that relationship with her father in the midst of trying to figure out her life and there's some other people that resurface in this book Bo um which is one of the characters um cousins and truth is he's going to be an infamous (laughs) um so of course you'll see a little bit of Ansley but it's definitely focusing on her and her trying to rebuild her life and figure out who wants her dead before it's too late so um it's definitely got a lot of twists and turns I'm excited to read it I really, I really am. And I, I wish, I'm going to tell you this, I wish that I had finished Truth Is earlier this week so I could have read Infamous uh, as well because after reading Truth Is, I immediately wanted to go purchase uh, the next book. And then I'm like, well, I can't, per-. I, and I try to keep my book separate. So if I know that I'm going to have a conversation with somebody yeah. or if I'm talking about a particular book and I haven't had the opportunity to read the follow-up book, then I just keep it with that one book. And, uh, because I didn't want to start reading Infamous yeah. and then hadn't finished it before I got an opportunity to talk to you because I wouldn't have been able to ask you all yeah. the questions that I wanted to ask in that particular book. But I am excited yeah. about reading it. Well, we'll yeah. have to definitely yeah. touch base yeah. after you read it. I had so much fun. How long, did it. It take you, how long <laughs> did it take you to write Truth Is and how long did it take you to write Infamous? So I started writing truth is in 2013 and probably finished it in in 2013 or 2014 and then I tried to um pitch it and go the traditional route of getting published and then um in 2016 still trying to go the traditional route and that didn't work out but 
I was able to meet my mentor who, you know, helped do some of the editing on the book, helped me to flesh it out. So I didn't release it until 2016. And then while I was trying to go through edits on that, I had started writing Infamous, but I didn't finish it. Um, And I started doing some of my other stories, like my shorter stories, because I wanted to um, release something else. I wanted to do a Christmas book. And and, um, so I didn't finish Infamous until maybe two two years one or two years after i initially started working on it so it probably took um two years i guess for about one or two years um from writing to finishing yeah. for both and how has how has has one been received better than the other and i'm just i'm just curious just because one is a follow-up so has do people tend to like truth mm-hmm. is more or infamous more or, or are they completely like you know there 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 there's a sequel uh, I mean, it's a two book series, but you know, some people may gravitate towards the original story, and then some people may gravitate towards the follow up story, which introduces, I'm sure, people from uh, other people that were not in the first book. And then obviously, you probably have people that come back from the first book. And I was just curious to see if one, if your audience liked one more than the other, or were they equal? Um, it's hard to say because Truth Is came out in 2016 and Infamous didn't come out until 2019. So I took too long to finish it. So I wrote both as standalone and I see, cause I've had people that read Infamous and enjoyed it and we were talking about it and then they're like, oh, I just realized as I read it that it was a follow-up to Truth Is. Like that made them feel differently about their first initial reaction to reading it. It's like, oh, I just realized, you know, because I, I knew that that was a character, but it's like, oh yeah, it makes sense now. And so if they hadn't, if they've read Truth Is and picked up the connection, I think they like them more together. Mm-hmm. But if they read it as a standalone, mm-hmm. they enjoy it, but they have questions, even though I felt like I'd give a good recap in Infamous at the beginning, so people can just read it as a standalone. So it's kind of hard for me to say if they like one more than the other, because I feel like there's such a big gap between when they came out and trying to circle back and say, hey, these go together. <laughs> I don't think it's quite clicked with everybody yet. And um, But I think they're both like, I think they like them both equally. But like I said, I think had I released them back to back, I think it would have been different. Gotcha. And then the reason why I mentioned that is because originally I was going to buy Infamous first until okay. I realized Truth Is came before Infamous. So when I when I realized that Truth Is was the first book, I was like, oh no, I need to start with it. I need to start at the beginning. And then. Yeah. Uh, when I realized that that's what that's how that works, I was like, okay, well, I need to read the, I need to read Truth Is, and then after I read Truth Is, I'll go ahead and read the second book. But I almost started with the second book because that's the one that I saw first. Infamous yeah. was the one that I saw first, and then yeah. I had to look at it, and I was like, wait. And then I went back to your Amazon profile and tried to figure out. I was like, okay, but no, there's a first yeah. book here. So that's what that's 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 why um, I that's one of the reasons why I asked the question only because I almost read the follow-up book first and I guess if I would have read the follow-up book first it would have been fine but I like to start at the beginning especially when you're getting to know characters yeah so you can understand you know all this all the people all the dynamics all the situations you know that kind of flesh the story itself out how many books total do you have five right now and a couple yeah (laughs) okay cool 
cool. Do you have anyone that's coming out like soon? So I have two that I'm working on to try to um, get published traditionally. I pitched at a conference this summer um, to um, a couple of different publishing houses, and they're interested in seeing the work. So I've been working on getting chapters ready to send to them. Uh, so I have those two okay. books that are in progress. And then I released Could Have Been in February, and I've been working on um, the follow-up to that, which I was hoping to release this year, but I've been kind of busy working on that proposal. So, um, so I have that. And then mm -hmm. Kissing Strangers um, is going to be a series. So I've been working on some more concepts for Kissing Strangers. So I've started all these books. So right now they're all in progress. Mm -hmm. So um, if they don't come out this year, definitely um, 2021, I'll have a couple of new titles coming out. Okay, cool, cool. Well, you know, I can sit here and talk to you all day, Michelle, but I know you have to things to do and I have to get this show up and running. But before I let you go, how can our listeners find you on social media? Do you have, are you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? Do you have an yes, author website? So, uh, my website is www.authormichellemitchell.com. And my Facebook and Instagram are also at Author Michelle Mitchell. I try to keep it simple. Twitter is Experience Butterflies, and that's EXP Butterflies. I'm not as active on Twitter. I haven't quite figured that out, <laughs> but I am on all the others. And I also do t-shirts, like book-related t-shirts, so you'll see that on my website. Yeah. Really? That's cool. Um, and one last question, one last question. I just thought about this. Do you have a favorite book of yours? Favorite? I think the one I liked the writing the most, even though I had fun with all of them, I really liked writing Kissing Strangers. Mm -hmm. Really? Um, it was three different short stories Hi. in one book. And I finished it really quickly because the idea came to me. And I think I finished that within a couple of months because I just had all these different Snap-inspired um, ID channel <laughs> story ideas. And I just thought it was funny and different for me and the layout in which I wrote the book I did it almost like a tv show like chapter one's following one character chapter two's following the next so I leave you with something suspenseful and then you have to wait until you finish this other person's story before you can get back so I just thought that that was um fun because I've had readers like why didn't you just finish it straight through like I had to keep going through the other stories and she was like not that they weren't good but I'm wondering what happened with Brad and now I gotta wait like <laughs> two three chapters before I can get back to her story so I just thought that that was fun to write like really really fun yeah yeah well I'm, I'll definitely I'll definitely check out your other books as well and I'll, I'll read them because I and I also try not to mix books either so if I haven't finished one then I won't start on another one until I finish the one that I'm on so I have the complete um, story but Thank I'm definitely going to check out your other work as well you're welcome you're welcome so Michelle it's been such a pleasure having you here with me today thank you so much for joining me thank you for your amazing work guys truth is is phenomenal let me tell you I and I always tell my stories of how I read books so I started reading truth is I think on Monday and I only read like a couple pages and, and I can always tell if I'm going to like a book by the first two or three pages I can tell if I'm going to be in 
And so when I read the first couple of pages, I was like, okay, this is going to be good. And so I had a busy, busy week. And on last night, I came home. And before I ate and did all the stuff, I started reading the book again. And then before I knew it, I looked up, it was like 730. And I'm like, oh my God, I've been sitting in my bed just reading this book. And so I read it a little bit before I went to bed. And then this morning, I think I woke up at five and I read the rest of the story all the way through. And I couldn't put it down. Like normally I would put it down, go grab something to eat, you know, do the little stuff around the house. And I didn't. I stayed in the bed until I finished it. And then when I looked up at the clock, it was like nine o'clock. So I had I had read all that time. And I was so enthralled in the story. And I really loved the way that you took us on a couple of different characters and their journeys and their arcs and their backstories and stuff like that. And then, you know, the way that it ended, I was like, this is this is a really good read. And then it automatically just made me want to go read Infamous. So that is my story on how I read this book and, and the time that I just spent just in the bed. And I like reading in the bed. So I spend the time in the bed just reading and I try not to look at the time because I, I'm so in, I'm so into the story and I'm just flipping to see what's going to happen next. And then I look up and I'm like, oh my God, it's not a clock, but I finished. So I said all that to say, truth is, is amazing. If you have not read it, please, please, please go and get a copy of it. You will not be disappointed. And Michelle, I will definitely ask if you to come back so we can talk about Infamous and any of the other books that I'll have an opportunity to read um, before I have you back on the show. I would love to. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today, and I will talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. Until next time, bye.